Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for the Dragon Reborn. I'm your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. We're back for another good day. Hello, everybody. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. How are you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling... <laughs> <laughs> I need you to calm down. Feeling... How many coffees do you have okay. today? I've had way too many. I, you know, when you mm. have like, when you reach, there's like a limit. Sounds like maybe not enough though. Yeah, there's a limit though. There's a certain point where things move back. Yes. Back in time. Yes. There's a point where you break the the sound barrier of time. Yes. The caffeine barrier. Mm-hmm. Of time. And that's. And then yeah. you can see, it's like a prescience. It's like Dune. Very much so. Right. But it's more like, Okay. I thought you were going to say like you you reached you reached a caffeine barrier, and then you get more tired again. Well, I was just making up a bunch of bullshit. Like, yes, in actuality, you get much <laughs> you get tired after you consume a bunch of caffeine. But I was doing a bit. I thought we were relating. I didn't know we were doing a bit. You got to set. You know what? The whole show is a bit. You, 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 we got to get. You know what'd be great? We got to get you a bit hat. You know when I know so I can see I'll when you put just, it on. Yeah, you can just go. Put just it on me wearing it always. <laughs> so I know everything's a joke. Then I just know. Yeah, everything... I mean, it is. Yeah, it's true. And sometimes that's how I live life. You know, sometimes I, it, it would help like kind of circumvent some of the arguments I, we have, because sometimes you're just doing a bit and I get again, real angry. Always you. again, always. I know. I know the bit, the bit has metaphorical, but it is on my head <laughs> it's shaped like a pineapple. I, I I I'm excited I'm excited to be talking to I'm back to, back talking to our audience I I love our audience uh things are things are moving swiftly on our on our social media Steve you've been like just just lighting it up with the with with social media lately there was a time where I was taking over but then you've was... taken over and just become oh, yeah. the social media guy right oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah I'm great at it see this is this is a bit. Yeah, that's the bit. Yeah, I can see that. You have the bit. You have the bit face on. I can read the bit face. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get into this chapter today. Chapter twenty-seven. We're going to try to attempt to say the name of this chapter again. I think we. Talarandriod. I'm getting pretty good at it. That's not bad. Talarandriod. Talarandriod. Yeah, it reminds me of Talarandriod. Uh, bion- bionicle character names. I was 17 when Bionicle came out. You were 17? I don't know. No, but I was too old to be playing with Bionicles. I was perfect age. Bionicles was my shit. I was like five or six. And I remember getting all the action figures and I was getting wrapped up in all the the lore that they were throwing at Bionicle. There's like this whole thing, a whole universe wrapped up in Bionicle stuff. It's fucking awesome. There's some deep Lego lore out there. Some deep Lego lore. I don't want any part of it. My bass player, he is, uh, he's obsessed with Lego. Like you, you and I, we have a podcast. Yeah. There's a thin line there. There is. There's a thin line with the Lego man, with the grown man, Lego man. There is. There really is. And you know, luckily he's on the, he's on the right side. I like a Lego. Uh, Me too. I like to build a Lego set, but there's a line. I know a guy who's got like 50 sets and they're all set up in his room and he just buys more. And then now he has so many, he doesn't build them all the time. They just sit in boxes and be like, oh, I want to build that one day. But they keep piling up, bud. Right? Yeah. No. Mark goes through and he and he builds it up. But he he's he's approached it kind of like in a collector's way. So he's got like some of the old Rock Raiders, 
stuff from the 90s and like some of the first print Star Wars stuff when it first came out in the 90s. He he's approaching it in a much more stuff. almost a collector sort of way, but at the same time, not like a collector because he's opening it up and he's building it. So it loses no, all Lego value. collectors do that. Lego collectors do that. Oh, you're allowed to do that. Build it. Oh, who's I guess you're allowed to do it. But Lego collectors, a lot of the time. I see they they build it, they display them, they have the big rooms with a big Lego displays. It's it's tough when it comes to anything Lego related or anything collector related because there's so many like moving parts when it comes to it. So like Lego, like you said, Lego, you can build it if you're a collector. But if it's like a comic book, it has to be kind of like wrapped and put into a case or it has to reach a certain standard of stuff or, or a video game. It, like it still has to be in its original packaging. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. Uh, the Lego, I mean, you just, I mean, you would, I don't, you would just change it. It still has to be in good condition. All the pieces have to be there. You would just have to apply that to Lego. If you're missing pieces, you wouldn't be able to sell Lego. If you let it get all dusty and caked or if you smoked cigarettes right mm. around it, get it all stanky and get it all covered in stank. Yep. Yep. I don't think there's anyone out there grading fucking completed Lego sets. No, there's that's probably not. Eh? That's where you get. In, that's where you start getting like. That's where you start finding the value of stuff is when those like third party rating associations get together and they start like grading stuff. They do that for comic books. They do that for video games. They do that for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, trading cards, trading cards, all that sort of stuff. I'm not gonna get into that world. That's that's just way too deep and dark. For for my taste, I like things light and fluffy, like this chapter. Yeah, like this, like the horrible like nightmare dreams of Egwene. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> depends on your definition of light and fluffy, really. I mean, with this book, it seems like it, it it seems like dreams are just not a good place to be at all. And I've noticed something with with the Wheel of Time and dream and dreams in general. Three things generally happens when it comes to dreams. Like dreams work in a rule of three. Okay, what do we got? So, well, this chapter in particular is Egwene. She's going through a dream. We've got a moment with Perrin, which we'll get into, a moment with Rand, and a moment with uh, a character, I can't remember if we met her before, named Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie. Yeah, we've met Sylvie. We've met Sylvie before? My memory's terrible. But then there was other dreams, like uh, I think Perrin's wolf dream earlier in this chapter, or earlier in this book, he had a he had a dream where like a, a couple guys blew up, and then he had a dream where... He was shooting arrows at somebody or something some along that line. And then he had another dream where like wolves were talking to him. Mm, yeah. Okay. I see your threes. And then we get into the, uh, the, uh, 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 the Tarangriel, the, 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 the Cerebro Aes Sedai process. They always go through threes. You know, there's the, there's the, there's the dream. There's the Christmas that, uh, the Christmas, the dreams of Christmas past. There's dreams of Christmas present and dreams of Christmas yet to come. And those are broken up in a different way. Like they're not necessarily mm. dreams. Like you go in, you have your you have your Christmas mm-hmm. existential break breakdown. You come back out. They give you some water. You know, fan you off, kind of like after a, a round of boxing. Couple you know, crackers. Like, couple crackers. They massage your shoulders a little. Massage your soul, shoulders a little bit. Push you back in. Crackers or pretzels, like on an airplane, right? Are you at, no? Are you asking me if I choose crackers or pretzels? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> All right, so this chapter here, like I said, Egwene, she's starting off her, she she's going to use this like little ring 
Tarangriol, Angriol thing that she got from uh, Varin. That's a toy. That's a thing from another Aes Sedai. I can't remember her name already. Somebody You're doing a great job. Yeah, you know, I'm hosting. <laughs> the most important part here are those are those three different things that happen in her dream. So the first instance is when she first gets into the dream, and when she arrives, first things first things first, she's like. Oh, I'm in I'm in like a beautiful meadow and I'm wearing my favorite dress. It's kind of like a, a scene from a sound of music, you know? Yeah, they're singing around, there's a goat. Yes, exactly. Until she takes like a couple of steps and then she's in an inn. Yeah, and then the goat's face, the skin is ripped off his face. Yeah, now it's like Hellraiser. <laughs> the first thing she sees is Perrin, and Perrin's like chained up to a chair. And he's uh he's got wo- a wolf around him. And the wolf is like growling at Egwene, I believe. That's what's happening. And yeah, he's like yelling the at Egwene. Not happy. Yeah, he's yelling at the wolf, and he's also yelling at Egwene, like "Get back! Don't do anything! Get away from me!" He's afraid. He's afraid of something regarding Egwene and the wolf. But I think Egwene takes that as kind of like he's a wolf brother. She just kind of like infers. <laughs> In that, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. She's just like he he's big on walls because shrouded in wolf at the end of the chapter when she's like relaying the information in a podcast format to Nynaeve and (laughs) to Nynaeve and Elaine. (laughs) She's like she Robert Jordan makes a point of like saying Egwene leaves out the part about Perrin and the wolves. Because she's like, well, that's kind of more. You got to play to your audience, right? You got to make your edits. Yeah. That's what she's doing, but she's doing it live on the spot. Exactly. And she's more like, that's more of just like parents thing to like tell everybody. It's not my place. You know, I can't, I can't just like tell everybody you're a wolf brother without a, you know, you being like Facebook, Facebook official about being a wolf brother. And then mm-hmm. I can start telling people about it. Uh, or if you want to kind of like come out to your friends, you know, either as a group or individually. She's respecting his space. It's very respectful. You got we got to let Perrin do things on his own terms. What do you think now that the show is done? Uh, how do you how do you imagine these characters now? When now that we've seen the show, like I I see these characters as the actors now, especially that Perrin I, scene. I kind of started to in the beginning, but then they've sort of diverged a lot of the characters away from the book versions of characters, so I don't see them as as much as the same. Really. It's hard for me to differentiate nowadays. Now now I just see their actors. But that could be just the fact that I just have a bad bad imagination. And it just makes it easier yeah, for me. Yeah, I see I definitely see Show Nynaeve as more aggressive than Show Nynaeve than is book really Nynaeve. aggressive. Very aggressive. She tried to kill Lan immediately. She's bad. And badass. uh love at first sight, you know, you know what I mean? That's it. I guess. <laughs> so, no, there's I have sort of different different versions. Gotcha. Because when I was seeing Perrin in this scene, I was like, this is that Perrin actor. Like, screaming and sad and wolves around him who's covered in chains. And that's pretty much what he is in that first pretty season. Pretty much all he did in that first season, yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know, pitch perfect casting. They're doing it, mwah, at least for Perrin. Perrin knocking it out of the park. Uh, the next scene is when Egwene goes up to Rand. And Rand is like, I... I don't even know where to. I don't even know where to start with Rand. Like we haven't seen Rand in this book this for book even ever. about Rand. No, like I feel like yeah, we've been he's... on the Egwene show for weeks. Well, not even well, weeks, but forever. We were on the Parent Express, right? Yep. 
And now we're on the Egwene Show. And the Egwene Show looks like it's got renewed for another five seasons. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that Matt might be getting a spinoff soon. So my, Matt might be getting. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's Fear the Walking Matt. That's what that's going to be, that series. <laughs> uh, it's just him. He's got his dagger sickness again, but he's turned into a full zombie. Yeah, and he's stuck on a boat for the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs into Rand, and Rand is like he's 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 got a way about him. He's not like in the in the greatest of moods. He he accuses Egwene for being some sort of shadow spawn. Some evil demon lady. He's like, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to deal with you. Uh, he pulled. Yeah, I think like he, a dark friend, essentially, right? Or like a spookier dark friend. Yes. <laughs> dark friend or spookier dark friend. Dark friend in a Dracula cape. Uh, I believe he channels a sword. Instead of like pulls a sword out, he channels the sword into his hands. And it's the Heronmark sword. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So he now ne- doesn't need to unsheathe a sword. He can just channel it into his hands. So... Is the Heron marked sword Kalendor? I can't, I don't think so. I think this is no, I, right? I don't think so. No, because if it's Kalendor, then his dad had had it, had it, and that's like a big thing. You can't you can't just like walk around with Kalendor. But Kalendor is a sword that's not a sword, and they kept they said that shit a lot about that first sword. Really, the Heron marked blade. But what does that even yeah, fucking they? mean? They said it was a sword that wasn't a sword or that, that it wasn't important. I, I don't even know how to feel about Rand because we haven't seen him in so long. We don't even know what the hell's going on with him. Well, we know he accepted that he's a dragon reborn. That's about it. Pretty much. And then he just like went in the hills and started walking around. <laughs> yeah. Just being sad about he's... himself. Yeah. Is he sad? I think he's more frustrated. Sad, angry. I don't know. This same same difference don't you love it when somebody well, says that we're talking about you yes <laughs> you get sad and then you get angry or if you get angry then you get sad afterwards because you got angry <laughs> this final bit of her dream is when she runs into sylvie who's sylvie again because i don't remember her i mean i remember the name sylvie it sounds familiar also, yeah but then i clicked I on her name chapter a couple times so i'm not sure if I'm confusing that, but uh, yeah. I know. I, I know. feel like I've heard that name too, but then I clicked on her name on the Wikipedia or the, the Wheel of Time-pedia that uh, I go to every once in a while and spoiled some stuff for me. So I don't want to say it on air in case somebody's reading along with us, but uh, I don't know who she is. Seems like Egwene knows who she is. Maybe she's like a, just like somebody that like works at the ice, inn. I think she's like a white tower lady. I thought she worked at the inn at the Emmons Field, you know, with her dad. Well then, she's a inn lady. Yeah, but why? But then, why is she with them now? Why is she with the? Oh, it's a dream. It's a dream. It's in dream mode. Yeah, she's yeah. in a dream, and she's just like guiding Egwene through this situation, and uh, showing her Kalendor, and that's where you get the whole, whole information about Kalendor being the sword that isn't a sword. Uh, it's a it's a big deal. It's hanging out in the heart of. It's in the heart of stone in tear. And that's where the Stone of Tia. And that's where Egwene kind of like puts it together that like, okay, we should be going to Tyr to go deal with this 
sword thing because that's where the black aja that were a part of the white tower are now heading to and it could be a trap but it might not be a trap anyways the point is is that we have to go there and she, she so events happen where sylvie is like you gotta get out of here there's uh maybe some evil people coming you hear some footsteps and she's like i want to get out of here too as soon as that happens, I think Sylvie makes a makes a makes a makes a play for the ring around her neck and ring around Egwene's neck. And then Egwene wakes up and then that's when they start like Egwene wakes up and then she starts talking to Nynaeve and Elaine going. What do we have to do? We have to go to Tyr. We have to go. F- we have to either spring the trap that's in Tyr that we've already kind of established that they are in Tyr or maybe on the way to Tyr or if or if they don't have a trap, at least catch him in the act over there. Hand in the cookie jar, that sort of situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, hand in the cookie jar. Hand in the cookie jar. Hand in the cookie jar, everybody. Uh, and Elaine makes a makes a makes a point of like, I can't just leave the White Tower again because my mom will get mad at me. So I need to write her letter. Who's better to deliver the letter than our- an owl? Kind of like an owl. It's Matt. Matt is kind of like an owl, I guess. But yeah, he hoots. He hoots. He Matt hoots. I guarantee you, he hoots. And there's a bunch of stuff that happens in the next chapter that I want to like, I want to dive into and how and what Matt does, like what Matt does to kind of like make it in this world. Because I have a lot of questions or maybe not questions, just like confusions. But that pretty much wraps up where we are today. Thank you for listening to this chapter, everyone. It is these fucking dream chapters are something because it's just a bunch of nonsense that happens. And then we go, wow, wow. What does that mean? So why did Sylvie, why did Sylvie lunge at the, at the necklace at the angry hall? Uh, I've I well I think Guess I have. What? An it's idea. not Sylvie. It's Celine. It always is. It's always Celine. <laughs> it always is. It's definitely Celine. And if it's not Celine, we know it's Basilmon, but it's not Basilmon because Celine, Basilmon, Basilmon seems to Basilmon likes boys. Yeah, Basilmon likes, likes boys. boys. Celine yeah. gets in. Well, Celine likes boys too, but Celine changes into different girls. Does Balsamon change into different boys? I don't think so. I think he's usually just a fireman. Yeah, he's, well, not a fireman, but like a fireman <laughs> shows up in a fire truck. Right. He's got a Dalmatian, <laughs> <laughs> but he still has flame shooting out of his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> man, I don't want help from this guy at all. I'm a volunteer. <laughs> I like to help out in the community. <laughs> oh, we need more hose, more pressure. It's like, is Basilmon putting out the fire on the inn right now? What is he talking? Hose? Okay, the fire is done. Dragon reborn. <laughs> Engage combat. <laughs> Basilmon's actually not a bad guy. He just He's has it in bad. for the dragon, re- dragon reborn. Yeah. It's what well, it, he was reborn as. <laughs> that was a dark one, you know. It's his lot in life. Yeah, and he's just he's he's jealous. A dragon reborn firefighter. Not the most glamorous lifestyle lifestyle. The firefighter reborn. Please give us a follow on Twitter at chap by chap on Instagram at chapter by chapter podcast. Follow us. And and of course email us. Email us with any corrections or omissions or fun little stories or songs. You know the drill. Also accept party invitations. We'll take party invitations. That's at chapter by chapter podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you back here tomorrow 
for chapter 28. A way out! Episode, had sounds, had voices, had Will, had Steve. But you know who's most important out of those two? Is the guy that isn't there. It's Big Cheese Daddy, our Gouda Grandmaster on our Patreon. He's the best. He supports the show. If you want to be like Big Cheese Daddy, become a Gouda Grandmaster. You can go to our Patreon, sign up. I don't even know what the price is, but it's cheap to me. Join! The chapter by chapter guild. <laughs>